Welcome to this episode of A Girlfriend's Guide to Grief. My name is Mindy Lawhorn, and what my goal is for these particular podcasts are just to share with you the days and the weeks and the months after my husband's passing. I want these to be encouraging, to be hopeful, to walk alongside you, possibly if you are someone who's lost a love of yours, someone who's lost a family member, someone who's lost a dear friend, and you just don't know where to go. It's a really strange place to be, and of all the things that people want to talk about, this is not one of them. Welcome to what I like to call the Girlfriend's Guide to Grief. Like, grief is so unsexy. Grief is, like, so uncute. And like, so I'm like, why well, cannot wait to be grieving, you know? But Girlfriend's Guide to Grief was what my dear friend and mentor, Shalene Johnson, recommended. I call this. Why? Because I would much rather talk to you like a girlfriend, number one. Number two, there's got to be someone out there that's going through this that wants to help, that wants to hope, that, that wants to walk, you know, hand in hand with you as we go through these weird weird days and weird emotions and weird times and weird things that like we can't just put a pin in. We can't just like cross that T and dot that I. Okay, we're good. It doesn't work like that. So within grief, if you know anything about it at all, even if you're not personally grieving, maybe you know someone that is, but you've heard of the stages of grief. By the way, if you're wondering what any extra noise is, I am now a single mom. I run two businesses that I adore. One's a fitness business and one is my women's online ministry called The Bible Babes. And I absolutely adore that God has that in my life. When Lee passed, I didn't have to stop what I was doing and quit and go get another, get a job at a, you know, a place. I could continue to work the businesses that, that he and I had built. I did not have to move out of my house. Praise God. We did not have to put the boys in a different school. Praise God. And much of that is due to what God has led us to, the businesses that God has opened us up to, and those hard daily things that I don't want to do, you guys, but they're the things that not only moved our business forward, they're the things that helped us become debt-free. They're the things that helped us save money. There's the thing, they are the things that you don't want to do, but they're the things that give you the life you do want. And one of those things is I have to do a lot of really uncomfortable things and I have to go run errands and I have to do very practical mommy life business stuff, even when I don't want to. So right now, this was my designated time in which I wanted to record a podcast. Well, I now have to go to Fort Worth and pick up some things for my son. Um, He has a thing called Seaver's disease. Let's just talk mom talk real fast. Seaver's disease is a disease, but it's not really a disease. It is actually a situation that can happen in the heel of a really active athletic person, typically a child, to where their hamstring and their calf and their Achilles is like so, so, so tight, or the muscles are so tight that it pulls on the Achilles tendon, pulling the heel up, but it's so, so painful to where he can't really put his heel down a lot of times. You know, it's like he's in a constant high heel. By the way, he would be so mad at me if I said he was in a constant high heel, like a Barbie doll foot, hello. But his heel's not completely formed, you know, you know, osteo-wise, so bone-wise. And so a lot of people have this, and it's just 
kind of a timing thing to where it'll get better as he grows, but it's very painful for him to run and for him to play football and play basketball. And I mean, he seems to skimboard in mud puddles very well, by the way. If you don't follow me on Instagram, will you follow me? I'm sorry. My stories are full of business and, and hope and Jesus and funny and, 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 and fitness, but my boys are hysterical and my youngest one, Garrett, is insane. And when I say insane, I mean that the best of all ways. He's physical, physical, physical. I mean, like crazy physical. He's always climbing and he's 13. But he learned to skimboard when we went uh, to the beach this past spring break and <laughs> it rained a lot in our neighborhood. And we have a neighborhood pond where they stock it and you can, you know, fish and I guess see the turtles and go out there and whatever. Well, there's a huge puddle just in on the inside of kind of that area. And he took his skimboard. I, I kid you not. And skimboarded this puddle a thousand times over the last couple of days. Cause it's rained so much. He brought other kids out of the house, made them skimboard. Like if I can only tell you the amount of grass that's in my, my washing machine right now from washing his about 10 different outfits, I wouldn't even know. But the reason I brought him up at all is I'm traveling to Fort Worth to the Cook Children's Division to get him a new boot because he's already busted his first one. And he, uh, we also ordered heel cuffs. Ah, sorry, driving for him. And I have to drive and get that before noon because the person who needs to give them won't be there afternoon. So, uh, so now that you know that, that's why we're in the car. And I'm sorry if that was boring, but I hope that that just connected us more because I'm a real mom. I want to be a mom more than, you know, anything else, including being a wife. But you just have to allow your schedule to ebb and flow a little as much as I would rather don't mail it to me. They don't allow you. (laughs) So I'm traveling to Fort Worth during the time I want to do the podcast. So I apologize for any noises that you're like, I cannot hear you. Let's, let's just pretend we're on a ride together. Let's pretend we're going to eat lunch and we're in the same car and we're just having a discussion. So back to the stages of grief. I'm sure you've seen them. I'm sure you've heard of them. You know, their anger, their disbelief, you know, their acceptance. There is a lot of them. And, and, and I want to clear this up because we would go into this thinking, all right, logically, or for me personally, logically, I know where Lee is. Logically, I know we're all going to die. Okay, let's just let's put on the on, on the on the let's put it all out here and just smear it across, you know, the floor here for a second. Logically, I know we're all going to die. I do hope it's after a long, wonderful life. I pray that we get to live long and healthy, and that one day we're just done. That we don't have to deal with a bunch of physical ailments to where living is horrible. So logically, yes, but pain and loss. And sadness are not logical. And so when we look at the stages of grief, and by the way, I will put some stuff in the show notes so that you can see the stages of grief. I've got some really cool graphics that I want to share with you that I've gotten from counseling. And that Dr. Michaela, one of my dear friends that we talk all the time. And by the way, she's a dear friend and we talk, but half the time I realize she's counseling me <laughs> in the middle of our conversations. But she'll send me amazing graphics. They really help because I believe when dealing with loss and pain, we need to hit it at all angles. We need counseling. We desperately need Jesus and we need prayer. We also need practical things that will help us. And we also need to embrace the times and days to where we're just going to excuse me here for being just a little bit, you know, a little rude. We're going to suck. 
Some days we're going to absolutely suck and it's okay because we've got to get through this now so that we don't have so much trouble or it doesn't keep us stuck later down the line. With each of these stages, I literally generally thought, well, I'm going to go through stage one and I'm going to be done with that one. I'm going to go through the second stage. I'm going to deal with it. And then once I have that mastered, I'll go through the third stage. To me, that's what happened in my mind. To me, that's logical, right? We're going to go through each of these individually. And once we've gone through it, you can check that puppy off because you're done. Thank God I don't ever have to go through that stage again. Guess what? Not true. And I don't want to ever bring you negativity or bring you down. But let me be clear with you, sister. You're going to go back through each of them multiple times. They're in no certain order. Some you're going to hit longer and more often than others. Some you may go through quickly. I'll tell you the one that I, I, I didn't say on long. It's anger. I don't know why I'm not angry, but I have clues. Not only did we know Lee was sick, but every time I'm angry, I realize how blessed I was. Every time I get angry, I realize, look what God did for us in those years. I remember a few times looking at him and when we're in our house, like either getting to go on a trip or just hitting a cool new goal and just like laughing, looking at him thinking, God, just let me cherish this time because I know it won't always be this good. God, let me cherish this family, him, the way our life is right now, because I know it will not always be this good. There's a Bible scripture that I love, and it's basically, if, if I could just, you know, bring it to its essence, it says this is temporary. And it's like, wah, wah, as that may feel and sound, I have it printed out, and it's on a mirror in my closet. Hello, I'm in my closet, you know, 10 times a day. It just says this is temporary. Here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the fact that when things are bad, that this too shall pass and this is just temporary. But it reminds me that when things are good, when things are very good, that I need to just embrace them. I need to just like taste every single taste of this good time. Breathe it in. Look at everything. Take mental pictures. Take real pictures of when times are really good because those are also temporary. I think joy, well, I know that joy is something that we can always have. But joy is very different than happiness. Joy comes from knowing who you are, whose you are, and where you're going when, when this human life ends. I have always had that joy, even with Lee being gone. It, it's very hard to explain, but I will tell you that my dear friend, Rendy, who has a son Garrett's age, came to a basketball game with Garrett's a little bit after Lee passed. And I see them, some of my favorite people in the whole world, I see them and we're talking and we're watching Garrett play basketball and Brady is her son's name and Brady's pretty intuitive trying not to well up here, but he's a sweet, funny, hysterical boy who has the wit. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you how fast his wit is, but they came to the basketball game. We were laughing over and over again about random things. Yes. This is right after Leah passed, but there still is good things. I have a really hard time being sad all the time. And Rindy messaged me back and said, hey, I just want you to know that Brady said, being with Miss Mindy always makes me laugh. Even knowing how much she's lost, she still has her joy because she laughs. And that meant so much to me that such a young person saw that because it's not me. 
It's Jesus inside me. Is Jesus always giving me that little kind of silver lining? And so when I think about anger as it, you know, pertains to the stages of grief, I've never really been mad. I'm sad, but I've never really been mad because we had it very, very good. And I'm not, I'm not here to say we won't ever have it good again, but that that was wonderful. And that Garrett and Andrew have had the best example of a man, a father, a godly man who is a very calm, quiet, strong, a calm, quiet strength just exuded out of him that he didn't need to get upset. He didn't need to be loud to prove to us that he was strong, to prove to us that he was in control in the sense of taking care of us and in the sense of guiding us. Because I'm, you know, very far the opposite. I want to have fun. I'm loud. I get mad very quickly, but I also get very quickly not mad. And by the way, Lee would always laugh at me because he would say, you never get mad at like people, but you will say a bad word to an inanimate object in five seconds. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not happy about that, about that part of me, but I will. I will cuss an inanimate object in two seconds. And I'm sorry, forgive me. If that makes you not want to follow me, we're not girlfriends then. Because he said a broom that you just put on the wall that you that you just got through sweeping the floor with and you walk by to grab the, the dust pan and the broom falls and hits you in the head and you go to the broom. <laughs> How bad is that? I don't know. But if we're not friends anymore, I love you. I wish you the best. But we can't be friends if, if it's not okay that I say a cuss word every once in a while. But I really think, like, stuff, people, situations, they, they, just, they don't make me upset or really cuss. But little things like that, I'm like, how in the world did that broom fall at that exact moment, at that exact angle, angle it popped me in the head? I don't know. I don't know. But the anger that I'm supposed to feel, and, I, and by the way, no one's telling me I need to feel it, but the anger that typically is felt, that is one of the parts of grief I haven't really had a lot of time with. And I praise God for that. And that just has to be God's goodness because why wouldn't I feel that God has taken him from me? Why wouldn't any of us feel that that person that we love so much, that was so much a part of our lives is gone. Why wouldn't we at some point feel that it was taken from us? And it's okay if you do, but I do know that God doesn't work to hurt us. He works for his overall plan, which includes his glory and our good. And I stand firm on that because that's what the Bible tells me. But me being happy all the time and me having this amazing, wonderful, like human life isn't the goal. It isn't the end all be all. It is the growth through Christ. It is for me, my growth as a Christian, as a woman, as a mom, as a female, And it has to be trying daily to die to self in order to do what God wants me to, to glorify him, to let him exude through me, through the good and the bad and the ugly. And it is so ugly right now, sisters. If you're in that stage where you just don't feel good and you feel ugly and you feel maybe it's overweight or you feel like you're not mentally at the top of your game or you just feel like you're losing at life or you feel like you're not sure what's next. I want to tell you right now, I'm praying for you because I feel that way too sometimes. I feel that way too sometimes and I can't imagine how we would feel any differently if we weren't truly embracing what was going on and if we weren't truly 
trying to grieve because it has to be an act on our part as well. If we don't grieve now, we will pay the price of it for years and years later. We don't want that. We don't want to do that to our children. How selfish is that for us to stay stuck so they can't ever have their mom back or their aunt or, or their or friend? Do I say this out of love. Stop being selfish. Ask God what he wants from you. And if you are right now supposed to grieve, find those times in which you can. Let me tell you what I do. And I'm not saying this works for everyone, but this is what I found works for me right now. And by the way, it's getting better because I mark on the calendar when I have these certain times and days. And I looked through last year and I looked through even these past few months of 2021 and they're getting less and less frequent. And I praise God for that. But here's what I do. On the days and times where maybe I just can't take it, on the days and times where I just can't do another phone call, I just can't do another podcast, I just can't go on social anymore or, or, or do the calls and videos for my coaches and things like that, I allow myself to shut down. And when I say shut down, I allow myself to go in my room, my bedroom, the door's open, of course, my boys know I'm there, and I sit on my pink sofa, which by the way, it's one of my most favorite places in my house. And I will read or I will sit still. I will pray. I will watch a show. I'm going to give you a show that I know won't make me feel bad. So a show, probably any design show whatsoever or house hunters, although I do kind of want to smack those people around a little bit. And I'm, I have a feeling that, that they tell them to say the things they say because I'm like, who in the world would think that kitchen is ugly? It is the most gorgeous kitchen in the world, and you're telling me you can't deal with an island that's that large. Are you kidding me? No one ever said my island's too large. Let's, let me go on, let's, let me go on a, a little tangent here. Whoever said this kitchen is too gorgeous and this island is too large? Said no one ever. That's like saying, oh, I'm sorry, you guys. I, I have too much beauty. I'm too beautiful. That's like saying, oh, you guys, I have too much uh, fitness. I'm going to stop working out because I'm too fit. That's like someone saying, oh, I have too much money in the bank. Oh, I have too much love. I have too many friends. I don't understand that. I understand that show. Okay, let me digress and go back. But I allow myself to do that. And in the past, I would be like, Mindy, get up. Do not be lazy. Oh, my gosh, you haven't accomplished anything today. Oh, my gosh, your to-do list. Oh, my gosh, we're going to blah, blah, blah. Lose these people. Lose these accounts. Whatever. But it doesn't work like that right now. My main goal and what I want to love on you to tell your main goal is right now, if you are in grief. And by the way, if you've been dealing with. 5, 10, 20 years, I love you, and I'm not judging you, but I'm telling you that your life isn't over. It's not okay to allow yourself to be stuck. Do you hear me? It's not okay to allow yourself to be stuck. I know you're in pain. So am I. But there are things that we can do. There's help that we can get, and there are little things that we can do every day that's going to get us out of that pit because we're always, you guys, going to know about our loss. It's always going to be part of who we are, part of our story. But God didn't do it to us to hurt us and shut us down. He did it because it's part of his plan and that he knows better. And as much as you probably don't want to hear that, he knows better. And if we trust him and put our life into his hands, we're going to be able to maneuver all of the waves, all of the heartache, and all of the losses of this life. So I could go on and on 
And if we were in the car, I probably would go on and on right now with you right now. <laughs> but I want to love you and I want to encourage you. And I want to say if it's, if it's, if, if you have those days, can you find a way in which you can just sit in it? Is, can you find a way in which you can just be okay with doing nothing? If you're type A like me in, in, in most categories in life, you got to do it now so that you won't pay the consequences later. We have to find a way to do it now so we won't pay the price later or our children won't pay the price later. If you need a counselor, if you need someone that's online, I've got ideas for you. If you want to email me and reach out to me, I will share with you what I've done and what I believe is helping me. But I will always recommend my dear friend and someone who has success story, a success story as an online psychotherapist specialist in EMDR. EMDR is um, a PT, uh, one of the best or the most used, most um, renowned therapies for any type of PTSD. And we probably have that, you guys. Most of us have survived some sort of trauma, especially with losing someone. It is a trauma. I also want to encourage you Learn more about grief, not so that you can stay in it more, but so that you can see the signs within yourself so that you can understand what's going on and that you can ask Jesus to come in and help you. And I'm not sure what you believe. I will make it very clear what I believe because I know it to be true. So if you're not sure what you believe, my biggest loving encouragement to you is seek. Just start reading. Ask, ask God, say, God, if you are real, you know, show me what it is I need to see. Become real to me. As I'm reading this, God, reveal to me what it is you want me to see. And you guys, he will become so real to you, just as real as I'm recording this right now and talking. That is how real he is to me. And he is guiding me now. He is allowing me to be okay with those days to where I need to just do a whole lot of nothing. To be okay with those days that I look in the mirror and I think, I am nowhere physically where I want to be. He is reminding me that this is a season. He's reminding me that I have to get through some things deep, deep, deep inside of me before I can handle a lot of the things on the outside, if that makes sense. Listen, I love you. And I would love to just give a shout out to our first sponsors, which is a a beautiful women's Christian ministry that's full of glam and fun and zero drama and zero judgment. And it is a women's online Christian community called the Bible Babes. You can find them at thebiblebabes.com. We have so many cool resources, so many cool free resources, but we also have a really fun membership community where we have live calls. We have girls night out. We have tons of Bible studies we have small groups and we are having our first babes getaway this coming August in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I cannot wait to see some of these babes face to face, but this is a place that you can come and see more. TheBibleBabes.com. Hey, thank you so much for being here in my car along with me for this particular episode of Hope and Struggle and the Girlfriend's Guide to Grief. I pray that these support you. I pray that these help you in some way that they maybe give you hope or maybe laugh, maybe make you laugh. If there's any topic that you want to talk about, will you let me know? If there's maybe someone that you want to interview or you, 
you interview? Do you want to interview someone? If there's someone you want me to interview, will you let me know? I would love to reach out to some of these wonderful people and just have them on. I want to support you. I want to just share with you the good out of the overflow of my heart and the overflow of what I'm dealing with. It's going to be a minute before I'm not dealing with this. And, and quite frankly, I'm not sure if I'll ever be not dealing with this at some point, because how do you not deal with someone that you've lost? How do you not deal with that? I don't know, but what I do know is God has purpose in everything that you and I go through. And I pray right now that this will support you, that this will give you hope, enlighten your day, and that somehow, some way, that this can just open your heart for more and that it will open your heart to Jesus. Sister, I love you and I'm praying for you. I hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.